the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What is our response when faced with evil? And then we're joined by Jesse Parrish from Windshape Teams. You are listening to The Common Good. Happy Wednesday, friends. Welcome to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Aubrey Sampson, I'm Brian Fromm. So glad to have you with us. On this Wednesday afternoon, Aubrey continues to be beautiful out there. It's fall. It's I nice. Know. It's a wonderful time. It is so, so lovely out there. It's yeah. beautiful. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Decorate your Christmas tree. This is it. Nothing. <laughs> you know what? I, can I give you an update on that? I know you're excited <laughs> to hear my update. I uh, pulled out. I, all, we have we have a lot of Christmas bins, as you can imagine, with all the Christmas decor. And last night I went home from the studio and had uh, helped my boys bring all the bins down. So mm-hmm. we haven't unpacked the bins yet, just as an update. They're but, moving. But they're all, <laughs> they're all, all the, the bins are down. So officially our tree is up, not decorated. My Christmas village is out and darling and wonderful and I love it. And the bins are down. That's where we're at. So I this time next week, I'm probably going to be able to they're tell you. They're migrating that, like, their way yeah, across. Yeah. Okay. The boys are still complaining about the whole thing. As but, they should be. Know, As they should be. Well, let me share an embarrassing story that you know about. I, <laughs> I was late to the studio today because I was driving. Every now and then we have old person moments, Aubrey. Yeah. I just passed my exit. I just... <laughs> I just zoned out and started going. The I didn't Were you go. Like I wasn't to a podcast. Or no, something? and I wasn't driving. It's like people might be like, "Oh, did you like turn left to go to your church instead of right to go?" No, I just started down Ogden Avenue, <laughs> and all of a sudden I was further than I should have been, and I was like, like you "Just like kept and driving." So I had to backtrack, and it added like ten. And I thought to myself, when did I start becoming, like, do my kids soon have to take me for a driver's test to be like, what is wrong? It is funny how those things happen. Like, I think I told you I was, I was driving to O'Hare Airport several months ago to go to a speaking event and I drove straight here to our studio in Elk Grove Village. And I was like, wait, where am I? I? Not the right place. <laughs> the funny, funny part about this happens. was, like, I didn't end up anywhere else. It wasn't, like I you said, like I headed towards the kid's school. Or I, I didn't. I just, just kept on driving. All of a sudden, I was like, I feel like I was supposed to turn, like, two or three minutes ago. And then by then, you got to turn and backtrack and well, go. Thankfully, you made it on time for the show. I texted you and Laura. I just go, I'm going to be late. It'll be a funny reason why. <laughs> so, we thought something happened at Panera. We were like, oh, oh he got stuck oh. at Panera. I even had time to stop and get my Starbucks back yeah, by home. Yeah, Starbucks. When do you decide if you're doing Starbucks or Panera for your iced tea? How do you how do you make the decision? It's a difficult decision, let me tell you. But uh yeah, it's just whatever whatever the body feels, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the app you pull up, you yeah, know? Gotcha. That's the app you pull gotcha. up. So we finally made it. We're all here. We're glad that you are with us today. If you've missed any of our shows over the last couple of days, go get the podcast. Wherever it is, get your podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. You can also find us online at 1160hope.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Common Good Talk. All right, I do want to start with a heavy story. Oh, 
I want to talk about, I just saw this uh, on the news the other day, and, and it's one of those when you're faced with kind of like a story that makes you go, man, this world is messed up. Like, obviously, we see wars and conflicts and yeah, all of this stuff, yeah. and those hit really deeply, but for some reason, it's the individual ones where you go, like, like I don't know, this is going to... I, I apologize in advance that this is going to be very melancholy. There's going to be, but I was reading a story the other day that I didn't want to talk about. There's a girl from Belmont, like a musician person, 18 years old, got killed because a guy was randomly firing his gun at, no, at cars on the street. No, And you're like, awful. what? how do you process yeah. that? Well, this uh, is the story awful. that I saw the other day. A Las Vegas teen dies after being attacked by 15 people. And the video is going around of of like this. They just It was like a mob... And the story is coming out where he was basically standing up for a smaller kid who was being bullied. He was standing up for a kid and he got jumped, Aubrey, not by one. Like, I guess when, you know, we all went through high school, we're used to, hey, there's that one-on-one fight. You're like, what are kids fighting for? That's weird. That's weird. This kid was jumped by 15 kids who were swinging and kicking and he died. It's just crazy. And it's, it's so sad. It's like it. It's so sad because I almost feel like even more so than like, this is going to sound really weird. We shouldn't compare deaths, but like hear what I'm about to say. Even more so than somebody who like accidentally dies because they're hiking and they have an accident, which Mm -hmm. is devastating and terrible and awful, right? Mm -hmm. Something like this that could have been prevented if people just weren't jerks. Yes. And like, I, I, and I know I, I, I mean, those 15 I'm assuming teenagers. They the were. article says people. They were but, teenagers. Yeah, it's like uh, a, it's like so a high school schoolmates. Like this is a high school fight. The fact that he died. Like I honestly hope. I mean, those kids need a lot of punishment. I, I think they need to be in jail. Like it's so severe what happened, and especially in this day and age where like we're, there's so much conversation about anti-bullying and like social emotional health. You would think that this kind of thing just wouldn't happen. Like the fact that they even ganged up on him like that one, but the fact that it led to his death. Yeah, he Can died. Can you imagine this guy's parents, Brian? Uh, that's what the article is. It's the dad, uh, and he's clearly he's clearly heartbroken. Uh, and uh, there was a statement that the school district, the Clark County School District, said it's working with authorities. Quote: So those involved are held accountable. Yeah. For their actions, like everything else in our world, it was videoed. So there's a video of it. Mm. But yeah, basically. The kid is standing up for a smaller kid who was being bullied, and 15 people attacked him, and he died. And and I guess this is where I want to take this, because you could just kind of read a story like that and go, ugh. Yeah, totally. And then go. Totally. You read stories like this, or the one I told you out of Nashville, out of Belmont the other day, or whatever else, and you go, as a parent, it becomes like, uh-huh. it's hard not to be scared for our kids. I and I know I don't want to be like a total, like over dramatic yeah. but it really is like you know you go wait this is what happened like this randomness of this or this kid apparently and more sto- more will come out about this beating but yeah he apparently was just doing the right thing if, you know it's crazy brian even if he wasn't doing the right oh, thing, even if he point. was a jerk valid point this shouldn't have happened yeah like, it is so violent and so vile and so evil i i agree with you and it, you know what i think is worrisome is this sort of this sort of um, uh, violent tendency that we're seeing 
is happening in so many places. Right. Like we've kind of joked about that, but the dads who are mad on the yes, baseball team, yes. the fights that are breaking out places, the the vitriol, and I still, I mean, you can't pinpoint this to one thing, and I think it would be dangerous to do so, except what I have in my voice is that the guy who leads the psychology department at Wheaton College saying in COVID, look, we are all walking through trauma right now but we don't realize it and at some point the dam is about to break and Mm. all of the emotions are coming out and i have that echoing in my head when i hear these stories is this post-traumatic stress violence anger being leaked out in the most unhealthy ways to the vulnerable now because we none of us have really dealt with what happened a couple years ago it it is just so telling that again not to be like oh well when we were kids there were fights and there were bad stuff when we were kids but you I, I never read anything like this know, before where it I was know. like, if you watch the video, look, thankfully the video is kind of grainy. There's not much you can see, uh, but if you watch it, it's just a mob mentality uh, beating on this kid. And you're just like, what? It, it, there's, there are times I read things or mm-hmm. see things and I go, God, our, 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 our world is going to hell. Know, like, let's <laughs> come Lord Jesus. Right. Like. And, and there is, you know, you could turn this hopeful and say, you know, there's hope in Jesus. And we believe all of that yeah, stuff. But do. in these, when you read them, you just got to go, oh, the heaviness of evil is really heavy. And yeah. pray for your kids. Yeah. Teach your kids. Yeah. Our kids still need to be the ones standing up for the other kids who are being uh, bullied. And it's just mm. parents, be sure to be talking to your kids about these it. things. Yeah. Have these conversations. So oh, difficult. I, so I debated sad. whether to start there, but that's the one that's on my mind. Yeah. You're just like, gosh, no, I think this I is. Think it's right to talk about this it. This is crazy. Mm. Well, we're going to take a bit of a turn. All right, Aubrey, an interesting study out of the University of Illinois, Chicago. Okay, I've heard of it. You've heard of the study or the college? <laughs> the college. Okay. Sorry. Congratulations. Keep going. Would you like to list all the other colleges you've heard of? Alabama, <laughs> University of Texas. A new study from the University of Illinois, Chicago suggests this new dads should be tested for postpartum depression. Oh. The study released last month found, <clears throat> excuse me, that 30% of the, they only, uh, there's only 24 participants in this, so okay. it's very small, but 30% okay. of the 24 participants showed signs of depression between 1 and 15 months after their child was born. Fascinating. Researchers interviewed fathers actively involved with the mother of their child, asking them to rate their stress level with finances, their relationship with the mother, and their role as a new father. And so Hmm. uh, the the question here is we, we... rightfully put a lot of energy towards yeah, diagnosing and treating right. postpartum depression right. for the mom. And again, let me say that we should. The, the mom not only has the baby, but also has all the hormonal she changes. Has, her body and actually that's changes. All. Right, right. But I don't know. I, so I've got three kids, 20s, about to turn 20, 16, and 14. Wild. I don't ever remember anybody really asking me how I was doing. I'm sure that's true. But I was losing sleep. My life yeah. had been turned upside yeah. down. Carrie and I's relationship, all of this is yeah. true. Yeah. And anytime there's this cataclysmic, and I mean that in a good way, I don't mean like cataclysmic as in like mm-hmm. a bad just a big shakeup. Mm-hmm. We would tell people, "Hey, make sure you're talking to somebody. Yeah. Make sure you're this. Make sure that." Yeah, that's so true. But probably the traditional thought process here is, and there's some truth to it, is like, "Hey, you got to be the rock dad because yeah. mom is so much change going it is on." Funny, like because even it, I, I'm I'm confessing this as sin and selfishness, but even hearing you say that, like, there's this instinct in me from being a mom that's like. 
you did not lose sleep. You were fine. Oh, no, I lost Your sleep. wife is the one who, you know what I mean? <laughs> what I'm saying is, I think you're you're right in that, of course, it is it is a more significant change, I would say, for the woman, period. And yet, I think you're exactly right. And this study shows we have, I think, probably ignored the change for the dads. Right. Like, assumed, oh, you're fine, just deal with it. Not realizing, yeah. like, oh, wait, the dad also had a baby. Oh, wait, the dad's relationship with his wife and best friend also just changed dramatically. Oh, wait, the dad is losing sleep. Oh, wait, life has, you know, like, it's a significant event to bring a baby home. Yeah. And it's not only significant for the for the mom, but I think you're right that we've tended to focus, w- rightly so, like you said, but we probably have just ignored precious dads in the process. <laughs> I do remember when we had a, <clears throat> our first child, we've been doing a lot of like reminiscing because Madeline, as I've said a couple times oh, now, Brian. my oldest is turning 20 is on Friday. Possible. And so you know how it is. It, it feels like yesterday when you had your first kid. Like you it remember like two it. Two weeks ago. Right. Yeah. You remember it. Yep. And I'll never forget. That very first day that we brought her home and she was crying at two in the morning and Carrie and I are both literally sitting up in our bed, (laughs) like not even like one of us, like like we're literally, I can remember it like it was yesterday, sitting up in bed, holding her, like, what do we do? And it was like this, life is forever changed. Uh It's forever different. Never going back. And I do think the closest her and I came to this in terms of like talking about feelings and getting help versus like just enduring and doing this. About a year and a, uh, probably a year after Madeline was born was the first time since premarital counseling that we went and got some counseling mm-hmm. because it was like, yep, like we're doing fine, but right. at the same time, everything's so different. Yep. We're not sleeping. We're tired. Yep. We're not able to go out on dates like we yep. used to with this. We just need to talk so, to somebody and have mm-hmm. inventory. But even then, I didn't think once about going. How am I how doing? Am I? am I okay? It was, how's Carrie doing? Mm-hmm. How's the baby doing? Which mm-hmm. there's a little bit. Like, that's also natural. I think especially... I think totally it is. Uh, that parental, like, mm-hmm. you know, protector kind of mm-hmm. sets in. But as much as we talk about mental health, right? Mental health of kids, mm-hmm. mental health of this, mental health of this. I haven't really given much thought to new dads. I, I actually, th- I think you're right. Like, I think it's maybe a missing gap. I think related to that, Brian, and I know you can speak to this because you've been through it too. I think even... Like miscarriage or child loss, there's a lot for moms and there should be. That should never end. There's not a ton for dads. And like that's something dads carry as well. So I do. It is interesting to me as much as I feel like. And again, I'm being tongue in cheek, but hear me out. As much as I feel like a lot of the American world is bent towards men and letting men succeed. This might be an area where we've kind of missed out on the reality that like dads are impacted by this stuff, too. (laughs) You know, because I do remember. And we've made some, we've made a lot of advances for new dads, right? Yeah. This is the one I can't believe. All right. I, old guy, we need like a sound effect that's old guy on the lawn moment. <laughs> when we had our kids, I took a week off of work. Yeah. If that. Yeah. I got a guy, I got a buddy right now who's got 16 weeks off. What? And another guy I know who's got 12 what? and they don't even have to take it at once. But Aubrey, this is the common thing now. Guys are getting... I think Kevin took two or three days. That was that. Guys are getting, like... And this is, like, good getting jobs. getting real maternity leave. And it doesn't even have to be taken or at paternity once. paternity leave. It can be taken in, like, two blocks. Which is amazing. So uh, there's part of me that's like... That's this too is much. such <laughs> a great thing that we're doing as a culture. This And there's part of me that's like, what? 16 weeks is a lot. I, Although I could see... 
for the mom, if she's having to stay at home or miss work or what have you, then that would be a gift to her, too. Like, there is some family health. Um, yeah. Or if, she, if she's got to go back to work, mm-hmm. then they, you can stagger it. Totally. And do it. Uh, 16 one, weeks is a little extreme, though. One of the big businesses that I heard about, uh, big business, like one of these huge companies that's giving, I think it's 12 weeks. Uh, do you know what prompted it? Uh, so there was a same-sex couple that adopted a baby, and oh. the guy said, uh, why don't I get that? Yeah, right. Well, rather than face a lawsuit, they granted it. Well, then if you're a dad of a of a non-same-sex couple and you have a baby, you're like, well, why is that guy getting yeah, it? Yeah, he gets it. I need to get it, too. And there we go. There now we everybody go. gets 12 I do. weeks. I, I actually like the idea of paternity leave, and I like a 12-week paternity leave. I think that's right. Four months is quite a bit, but... I, I think for dads and moms to have that is really reasonable and actually really good, like, work ethic. Going back to this conversation about do dads experience postpartum depression, I think it's just worth probably checking in with the new dads, like, in your church, in your neighborhood, at work. Hey, are you doing okay, too? I know yeah. I know people are probably checking in on your wife, but are you hanging in there? Because <laughs> it's hard. Ready for an honesty moment? Yeah, let's hear it. If I worked in a company that got 16 weeks... I think I would have had more kids <laughs> <laughs> for the time off. <laughs> I would have just done it for the time off. <laughs> Vacation. Gosh, I'm kind of burned out. Let's have a kid. <laughs> I, probably not yeah, fair. Yeah. Truthful moment. Loud, loud laboring, as we just talked about with Truthful our last guest. <laughs> Why do you have 11 children? Because I needed time off good of work. Vacation. I don't know what to tell you. Good it's benefits. A great perk in the business. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. All right. Coming up next, Aubrey, there's been another uh, plane incident, another incident oh, no. on an airplane. I love talking about these. I want to tell you about it next here on The Common Good AM 1160. Hope for your life. Aubrey, we have have another incident on an airplane. First of all, we, let's step back and go, why so many incidents there on airplanes? So I think there's two reasons. on airplanes. Okay, why? Tell me. One is lots of people very close to each other. Yeah. And you end up getting delayed or you sit on the tarmac. Tensions you're tired, can rise. You're stressed. You want to get to where you're going. So last week when we yeah. read the story of the lady who got mad about the other lady right. reclining and pushing right. her chair. Those, right. You can understand how that would happen. Uh, number two, these have always been happening, but now everybody has phones and <laughs> they're recording them. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's a really good point. It might not be an increase. It's just that we see it we more see often. It. Yeah, We see yeah. it. And now it's building upon Everyone's itself. Everyone's a child, too. Because everyone is like, yeah. oh, now you know, it's okay to get mad at a, on an airplane and this and that. So let me tell you about the next one because, <laughs> because it's not an anger one. Okay. Grammy-nominated gospel singer named Bobby Storm. Never heard of her. Him. Her. Her. So she was on a Delta flight and she began to sing. Oh, no. She began to sing. She performed on a flight as it was getting ready to take off. You can see the video if you want. Uh, But then a flight attendant came and kind of confronted her. And you want to know what she said to the flight attendant? What'd she say? I sing for the Lord. I'm doing what the Lord is telling me to do. Oh, no. Delta issued the following statement today. Delta has been in contact with the customer. For the safety of our customers and crew, (laughs) it's always important to follow crew instructions. Storm is a featured vocalist on the Grammy-nominated album 
the Maverick way. So here's what question somebody asks on Twitter. Was she too entitled or was the flight attendant too strict in this situation? The only So they're about to take off. Yeah. She's got a beautiful voice. Sure. I'm she sure begins she singing in no. in while she's when this guy comes and confronts her, I watched it. She says they're all happy. They all want me to sing. They all liked it. That's problem number uh, one. Yeah. But uh he was very calm but very <laughs> firm. And she she actually asked this question in it. He's like, you need to stop. And she said, if I don't stop, am I going to get arrested? <gasps> Whoa. And you're like, okay, okay. So that's the whole picture. Yet another incident on an airplane. This is Speak okay. to this. The only people that there are, I feel like there are three people that are allowed to do this. Beyonce. <laughs> now I'm going to add Taylor Swift yes. to that category because she is now who she is. There's a third, maybe like an Elton John. Like I'm trying to figure out who the third person is. Coach <laughs> yeah. <Delta. laughs> they're the only three who are allowed to sing on a plane. Like <sighs> they're the only three that everyone be like, yes, please keep singing. I don't care if you're a Grammy nominated. I, I don't care if you're like, if am I going to stand up and start reading my books to everyone <laughs> on the plane? Awesome if you well, did. they're happy. I'm reading it. Like it's this is so ridiculous. It's so rude. It's the same as like talking on a phone really loudly. Now, if she works for the airplane, she can be one of those flight attendants who sings, which Southwest, annoys me. Like but you that. can do yep, that. Yep, yep. Or if somebody finds out on the plane, oh, we have this Grammy Award nominated musician. Let's bring her up and have her sing over the. Uh, you know, mic system. That's fun. That's a yeah. cutesy thing to do. But to just decide people want to hear you sing is the same as talking loud on a phone on an airplane. This uh, is so rude and terrible and self and not and to be not to be mean, but it appears she's more of a backup singer on the Grammy. I, hey, did, I did note that I'm, I'm okay being a backup Again. singer if it's Grammy nominated. Yep. This is a we. It's such a weird phenomenon that goes on, like. We've made fun of the youth group that one time yeah, who got onto the airplane they and they were playing worship songs, worship songs like, hey, we have a captive audience. Right. And you're like, at what point did we lose this <laughs> sense of people? If I do this, people are going to hate me. Yeah. Yeah. And this like isn't this like self-promote. It, you're not blessing people. This isn't like, um, like literally, unless there are fans on the plane that are like. Which again, they're on private planes. If people have fans, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> a really good point. I, I, yeah, I think this is, I think this is absolutely so ridiculous and self-absorbed and like, and it's oddly, weird. oddly myopic. Like, just step back and like. And the weird thing was, she argued with the guy. Totally. The guy comes up, and he's very forceful. But he's also very kind. He's like, you need to stop. It wasn't, hey, we're taking you off the plane. And she answered with, am I going to get arrested if I don't? And with, I yeah, sing so for the Lord and he's telling me to do this. No. Uh, you're just causing people to, yeah, I must also, have not like the Lord. Je- Well, that's what I'm saying, not like, <laughs> like Jesus. Like, this isn't a good look for Christians. Nope, nope. Right. You know what I mean? This Proper trait. Let's, we made rules the other day. What was yeah. our rules about oh, yeah. the other day? Uh, uh, it was about communication. Phone calls, emails. Right. Okay. Right. Let's make some common good rules for plain I etiquette. I love this idea. Plain etiquette. Okay. Give me a couple of yeah. your biggies. Okay. It doesn't have to do with this incident. Just right. Just plain in etiquette. general. Okay. I would say, like, just sit down and put your seatbelt on. And that's all. <laughs> that feels like a really basic, like, don't even, I don't think you need to start chatting with your neighbor. Okay. You definitely don't need to have a lo- large, fo- loud phone call. If you need to text, that's totally fine. 
But get yourself situated. Get your iPhone out or your iPad. Figure out what you're going to watch. Pull your book out to read. And just, like, let the flight happen without you being the main star of the flight show. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So you're not a, hey, get, introduce yourself to the person no, next to you. Absolutely not. Now, I'm an introvert. If you're an extrovert, I will allow you to introduce yourself to, as a rule, to the person next to you. But you cannot continue talking with them. Like, they might... You allow them to decide, do they want a quiet flight alone mm-hmm. before they go back to their kids and their spouse and their stressful work life? Or do they want to chat with you? Are they like you, you got to There's got to be a rule about that, too, where you there's some give and take about how you're like testing the waters of conversations okay. on a plane. Let me give you some others. Okay. I think that need to go into our rule book. Okay. Um, do not uh, do not like spread out. Yeah. Like stay good. in your confined yeah, space. No arms over, yeah. legs over. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> these kinds of things. No taking shoes off. No taking shoes off. Like I, no taking shoes Agreed. off. That's no, gross. No singing. I mean, I know we, we're not only talking about that. I would say just like loud things like that. Don't do it. Uh, I would also say. That reminds me. I have to tell you something. Talked Go ahead. about this one before. When the plane lands. Do not cut in line. Wait your turn. Wait. Your, yeah. We all want to get off that yeah. plane, but it's it's orderly. It yeah. starts from the front. It yeah. goes to the back. Yeah, you zipper goes, merge it goes, out. Goes. Yeah. Just, wait Just wait your turn. And if you don't, I guarantee you people hate you. Yeah, they they definitely hate you. What is the, uh, what is the protocol for overhead compartment? Uh, oh, the protocol is just one suitcase sideways. But like, it doesn't have to be above you. Like, it's no, okay I don't if think, it's I other think spots. It, yeah, because sometimes people just take up the early spots, and that is what it is. Can I share one more thing? Yes. This was really funny. When we flew to the Dominican, uh, that's a totally, that is a cross-cultural flight experience. Everyone is loud. Everyone is on their phone. People are blasting music. For real. Time. I'm not even joking. And. And I turned to my friend who goes there all the time, and he's like, yep, this is a Dominican flight. So some of what we're saying might be just very American, but still, we're Americans. We're Americans. So we've got some rules we're going to yeah, set. Our yeah, our Dominican brothers and sisters yeah. can tell us otherwise. Right. I will give an outlier. I'm going to give something that our producer, Laura, just texted us. She said, what if you have a connection flight? Can you run? I think I absolutely. I was going to say that was one, that was one um, side note for the rule about not rushing out. If but you have people. a connection flight. Hey, I got up, I'm running late. And hopefully the people on the flight, like the stewardess or the flight attendant, gets on and says, hey, we've got some connecting flight people. Let them out first. Uh, But there's that. Some other day we'll have to do protocol for the uh, for the baggage claim. There's there's other protocol there that people break all the time. This could be a whole new segment. Common good, like rules of etiquette. We're we're getting into this. We're getting into this. Hey, well, on that note, Brian and I will be back again tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m., for Brian Fromm, I'm Aubrey Sampson, and you've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.